0: One of the most amazing reasons to celebrate at this time of the year, we're about to discuss for the next few minutes. And it's an intersection that undoubtedly will be one of the most, most crucial intersections of your life. And if I, if I could have your attention for just a few minutes tonight, if you take this seriously and try to get something out of it, I promise you the Lord will help you. He will reveal to you His truth. And it will definitely bless you in this season of life. Praise God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Open your Bibles with me tonight. Thank you, Pastor Herring, Dad, for letting me be here tonight. I appreciate that. Open your Bibles, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. Praise God. I believe that God's will will be done today. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Praise God. Lay your Bibles down with me tonight. And I ask you, Jesus, right now to have your way in this house. Anoint these lips of clay and take your anointed word and graft it to our spirits and to our souls and let somebody leave here changed tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. For the next few moments, I'd like to talk to you about a subject that has been going on since the beginning of time. That's the oneness of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd like to title it, if I may, The Attributes of a King. The Attributes of a King. What's in order for somebody to be crowned king? What are the characteristics or qualities that a a king must hold? Some would say he must be bold, and some would say he must be courageous and balanced or centered in his life, a man of integrity. How about fearless and decisive, protective of his order, protective of those underneath him, protective of those around him, uh, uh, providing order, blessing everyone around him. You know, I I read into Google to find out what what it takes to be a king, and one of the very first traits, it says, he must be able to create and inspire creativity around him. And he leaves a legacy in his shadow. But a king could have many characteristics. He could have many more than what I've mentioned here tonight already. But in all of those attributes and in all of those characteristics, there's only one quality, only one trait that, that it would take to make him king. And if it was not present, he could not be king. And that is talking about the bloodline. He, there's a royalty. There is a bloodline of royalty that is passed down, heritage upon generation upon generation. And if you did not carry the bloodline, you could not be king. You could be in the king's house. You could be a servant of the king. But you could not be king. You have to have the stamp of approval from the Father. You had to have his blood flowing through your veins. It was the blood that was shed upon a hill called Golgotha for your sins and for my sins that allowed you and I to be mere humans, to be a flesh, ordinary flesh, that we could still be crowned heir to the throne of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. When Jesus came to this earth, he wasn't just ordinary flesh like you and like I. He wasn't human like you think human. He, Yes, he inspired. Yes, he was created. Yes, he was made of flesh. Yes, he had flesh, but in his flesh, he was completely God in flesh. The Bible says that he was robed in flesh and dwelt among us. We're talking about the, the creator of all things came down in earth and robed himself in what we call human skin and DNA. Why? Because he knew if it was going to take something called bloodline for you to become the son of God. He had to shed his blood for you. He had to become just like you so you could become just like him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He had royal blood in his veins. The blood of the Father was coursing through the Son's veins in flesh. Blood that had purpose. Blood that had an agenda. Blood that had a destiny. A destination that that blood was set for. And when the spear struck the side of Jesus Christ uh, on the side of that cross uh, and water separated from the blood, it became applicable to your soul. And it became applicable to your life when the water was removed moved and it became pure royal blood there was something that, it, that only that blood could make you heir to the throne praise God from a physical stand to a spiritual stand it wasn't average blood it wasn't just any blood it wasn't the blood that the priests would shed from the oxen and from the goats and from the turtle dove it wasn't blood like that that kind of blood would push your sins ahead a year. But this type of blood was the only blood that could remove sins altogether in its entirety. I'm talking about the blood of the Savior. I'm talking about the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. The blood of the oxen couldn't do it, and the blood of the sheep couldn't do it, and the blood of the ram couldn't do it. But it took the precious blood of the Lamb of God to come down and robe himself in flesh to let you know you may feel like you're just human. You may feel like you're just ordinary flesh, but I'm going to make a way out of no way that you can be heir to the throne of God. Attribute of a king, praise God. When Jesus took his first steps as a child, I understand we're in the Christmas season and it's not about presents and it's not about the, the little gifts here and there and the meals and that's, that's all fine and dandy. That's actually very fun. I love being around family at the holiday time. But when Jesus took his first steps on earth as a child in human flesh, he stepped in the purpose of that blood. The John chapter 14, eight and nine, Jesus refers to himself as the father. John 10 and 30 says, I and my father are one. John 8 and 58 says, he is the I am, praise God. Exodus 3 and 14 confirms that by saying that he is the I am. Matthew 1 and 22, he's called Emmanuel. And prophet Isaiah in chapter 7, verse 14, called him Emmanuel. Praise God. There's something about when word confirms word. I can, I can tell you all day long that God is Jesus robed in flesh and the Spirit and redemption. I can tell you that all day long. But if I can't back it up with Scripture, ignore everything I'm telling you. But if I can prove to you in the Bible tonight, I tell you what, it's something you can bank on. When the Word of God says it, that settles it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Revelations 1, 17 and 18, he says, I am the first and I am the last. So in the beginning in our text, Genesis chapter 1, when he said, in the beginning, God created. Jesus was saying in Revelations chapter 1, that was me. That was me in the beginning and that's me in the end, praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4, 5 through 6 says there is one body and one spirit, even as we are called in one hope of your calling. Praise God. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Genesis 1 and 2 says that the Spirit of God moved upon the waters. The Spirit of God moved. Ezekiel 36, 27 says I will put my spirit inside of me. Man inside of you Isaiah 9 and 6 says for unto us a child was born unto us a son was given praise God and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the prince of peace the mighty God oh come on I'll tell you right now the mighty God his name is Jesus the mighty God his name is Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 3.16 says God was manifest in the flesh, uh, justified in the spirit, uh, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and believed on in the world, and received up into glory. That tells me that God was Jesus. Oh, how can you prove that by Bible? I know it says he was received up, but that doesn't make him God. Okay, I'm glad you asked that. Oh, and God was the spirit, the one on earth, the one in heaven who oftentimes angels saw that was God. And I'm about to prove it to you. Acts 1, 9, 10, and 11 says, He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by in white apparel, which said unto him, You men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into the heavens? This same Jesus. I said, This same Jesus. So I tell your now back in Ezekiel when he said God would be taken up and he said this same Jesus that was just taken up, that's the same God. Praise God. There's not three gods. There's not nine gods. There's not 19 gods. There's one God. One faith. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. If you believe that, clap your hands right now. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. What Timothy was saying in 3 and 16... Was that the one that, I, that was just received up into Jesus? As you saw him go up, that's God. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you right now, Micah 7 and 18, the prophet wrote, to, Who is a God? Hallelujah. Like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity. Mark 2 and 7 says, Who can forgive sins but God only? They were getting confused in themselves. that I just not witnessed that man right there called Jesus forgive sins? Can't God be the only one that forgives sins? What he was saying was, what you're about to witness here is something only God can do. And God did it right there in front of him. God is Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Let me clear your mind. If you don't understand the Godhead, he said, I'm three and one. I'm God and Father. I'm Jesus and the Son. And I'm the, hallelujah, I'm the Holy Ghost. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Verse 10 of Mark 2, Jesus responds to these these people's questions and he says, That you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. How could he have the power if he wasn't God himself? How could he hold that power if he wasn't the one with the power? He had to be him. Friend, the world has been trying to pollute and dilute and convolute the oneness of God since the beginning of time. They've been trying to convince convince everybody that even has a snowball's chance to make it. They've been trying to convince you that there's more than one God. There's power in truth. There's power in Jesus. There's power in His name. He's not going to share His power with none other. He is God, and there's none other. There's none like Him, and there's never going to be anyone like Him. Praise God. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, one Lord, one Lord. One Lord. Start engraving that into your mind. There's one God. There's one Lord. And they said his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. I love you, Lord. I love you. And you go, no, no, no. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart and all thy soul. And all thy might. And these words which I command you this day. Did I suggest it? No, he said, I'm commanding you this day. Just like Joshua said when he said, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. He said, I command you this day, they're going to be in your heart. If you believe that God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost are one, those words are, are in your heart. Yeah. What he's saying was, they're already there. If you're going to do as I said, they're going to be there. It's something that builds faith in me. When I start doing what I believe, when I start speaking what I understand. It's revelation of God. He said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you. Oh, come on. It's not something I can prove to you word to word, but the word of God. It can prove it time and time and time again. Praise God. The problem in today's generation is that we no longer talk about the oneness of God. We've adapted to the way Christianity is portrayed. I love everybody out there more than you can even fathom. I love people of different faiths, of different, of different denominations. But I pray they see the truth one day. I pray they get the hold of the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. Praise God. Praise God. We no longer talk about the oneness of God. He said you're going to talk about it with your children in your home. When you're sitting around the table, talk about the oneness of God. When you're sitting in the car driving down the road, talk about the oneness of God. Why do I have to talk about it so much? Because the world has been trying at every angle to rip that from my mind, to rip that from from existence in my my life. I've got to remind myself daily, this is a gift of God. This is revelation, it's a gift of God. And he said, stir up the gift that's within you. Every day, stir it up. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one one Lord. Oh, there's one God, one faith, one baptism. Start telling yourself that every single day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ezekiel 20 and 3 says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Deuteronomy 5 and 7 says, Thou shalt have no other God before me. If they can't be before him, then they can't be after him. Because when he said, I'm the first and I'm the last, he was saying, I've got the keys to every bit of it. It's all in my name. It's the Bible said, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. Praise God. Hallelujah. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's the first and if hey, Oh, clap your hands if you believe that there is one Lord. Clap your hands if you believe in the attribute of the king. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's one. He's sovereign. He's holy. First Peter 1 and 16 says, be holy, for I am holy. Leviticus 20 and 7 says, sanctify yourself, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. He didn't say, we are the Lord your God. He didn't say, we are holy. He said, I'm holy, be holy. If you want to carry the attribute of the king, start acting like the king. If you want to carry my blood, you want to carry my my name, put on holiness and walk in truth. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. If I'm going to get the revelation of who Jesus Christ really is, I'm going to have to separate myself from the way the world portrays Jesus is. I'm going to have to separate my thinking from the way that that, that everybody out in the world has said who Christ really is. And I'm going to have to start being separate. Oh, I can tell you right now, this oneness faith is a separation from the world. It's a separation from nearly every denomination out there. And I'm not telling them they can't be a part of it and cutting ties. I'm just saying, if you're not going to believe it, I'm sorry. But I'm going to choose today who I'm serving. His name is Jesus. He went to the cross for me. He died and shed royal blood for me. And I'm an attribute of the king. I'm an heir of the throne, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming to a close here in just a second if the musicians would come. But if you believe that he is, the Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, the Bible says believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. I don't know about you. Once in a while I've gotten lucky and found things. Oh, that's cool. I needed that. But you don't accidentally happen upon truth upon salvation, upon oneness. You don't accidentally uh, happen upon that. The Bible says diligently seeking. That's something you have to put your heart into you have to put your own mind into. I can't save you for yourself, Brother Stacy. You've got to learn it yourself. I can't save you for who you are for your own walk with God. I can only tell you what I've seen in the Word. But you have to get a hold of it yourself. You have to put it down inside of you yourself. And you have to eat it. You have to ingest it. You have to believe it. You have to bank on it. That's your walk with God, saint. Some of you today, you've been snatched out. You've been blood-bought. You've been called out of darkness and into his marvelous light, you've been sanctified, you've been separated. I can tell you right now, that wasn't by chance, that wasn't by accident. God separated you, God revealed himself to you for a purpose that you can't understand right now. For a time such as this, as they were talking about in Esther, praise God, praise God, you've got royal blood in your veins today. I know so many people give up right before they get to an altar. Everything they've ever done wrong is in front of them. Everything they've ever done wrong is in their mind. Every sin, every mistake, every word spoken wrong is in front of you. But I can tell you right now, if you ever want to walk past that place where none of those are in front of you, you have to find an altar. Because that's where you leave those things. And that's where you walk away in the newness of life. He says, behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. You're a new creature. You're a new creation in Christ. You carry the attributes of the king. And that starts in believing who Jesus is. I don't know about you tonight, but I'm coming to a close Close tonight. You've got a mansion in glory with your name on it. There's a robe with your name on it, but don't trade in the kingly garments for the pleasures of this world. Don't trade in the things that God has revealed to you for the, what the world promises you time and time again. The world cannot fulfill the promise it gives you, but God can fill every void in your heart, every void in your life, every question in your mind. I challenge you Palmer Pentecostal Church tonight to stand on the oneness of God and start realizing where your strength lies and start realizing to look towards the hills from whence cometh your help. Your help is in Him, the Maker of heaven and the Maker of earth, the one who can turn any dark situation into light, He can turn any hard situation into the morning daylight. Praise God. I challenge you right now to stand across the building. And if you have faith in the house today, and if you believe, I mean really believe that God is who I just told you who he is, I'm asking you to come to the front right now. I'm not asking for a show. I'm asking for faith to be bound together in the building, in the house. Is there faith in the house? Is there faith in the house? Why don't we come forward right now? He said, where two or three are gathered together in his name, there would he be in the midst. I'm believing right now. Don't turn back. Don't turn back. I've been called. I've been chosen. I've been handpicked. I've been selected. You are a king. You are a queen in God's eyes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, right now, God, I'm renewing a relationship to you. I'm renewing a vow to you, God. I won't walk away again. I'm going to dedicate my life to you. I'm going to give you my everything, Jesus.